Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. I'm excited about this series. This is our second week in Still Valley Barbell Club. What if God's church was a gym? And we're just drawing spiritual parallels between uh, physical disciples, you know, fitness disciples, and Jesus' disciples. And we're going to have a great time in this lesson as we open this up. It's very, very helpful. And I thought I'd just open up with a story. Uh, if you weren't with us last week, my brother Tony and I had the privilege of uh, owning and operating the Still Valley Barbell Club back in the late 70s. That's where I met Christ. And uh, my son Joe just came to me and said, Dad, let's do a series called Still Valley Barbell Club. What if God's church were a gym. And I, I just sparked up. I said, I love it because the parallels are so amazing. And I just want to help you see what type of church or gym we were, the Still Valley Barbell Club. Um, we catered to a certain clientele. As a matter of fact, we catered to bodybuilders, powerlifters, wrestlers, and football players. And we really didn't want anyone else to come up and join the gym. And we put a lot of barriers out there to stop them. And our gym was 95% dead weights, free weights. And we had 5% machines. And those were like cable machines and, uh, you know, things for lat pull downs and things like that. But didn't have, hardly have any machines there at all. And then we had an atmosphere we created. And you would hear noise the whole time you were there. You'd hear grunting. Guys would be pushing the weight up and you'd hear, Ugh! Oh, and then you hear someone going, give me one more. And there'd be a lot of shouting in there. But the thing that was the craziest is we had to put one inch of rubber on a cement floor and it was heavy. And Tony and I brought most of it in, awkward, heavy. And these guys would just drop their weights. They'd be doing curls with 60 pounds, 70 pound curls. And then they wouldn't even wait till they, they got down. They would just, when they were done, they'd just drop them and you'd hear boom. And if they were, uh, you know, doing power lifting, they, they'd drop it from right here. And we were so afraid. We were renting that building. We were so afraid about the floor. And guess what, guys? It was a men's only club. And back then that was normal in the late seventies and there were no women that wanted to come anyway. So uh, it, that was the Still Valley Barbell Club. And we attracted a certain clientele. We had tons of them. And then, I don't know what, what it was 10 years ago or so, Planet Fitness came into Niles here. And I thought I'm gonna get a membership to that sissy gym, you know, because that's how we looked at gyms that were like Planet Fitness back then. And I went and got myself a membership and I was out of shape. So, I, I, you know, what could I say anyhow? But I was amazed at Planet Fitness. It, and, I, and, I, and they're not giving me a membership, plus their membership's only $9.95, right, a month. But I, I, just, I just went in there and I was blown away. I was blown away at the atmosphere. And I'm on the treadmill, I remember the first day, and, and I'm just jogging at like five, number five on the treadmill. And I've got someone over here that's walking at 3.5. And then I have someone over here that's running at like eight, and they went up to nine and 10, but nobody was judging. It was just a beautiful atmosphere. So I was very interested in this place. And oh, by the way, I saw some incredible athletes there, uh, some really big guys and really great women that were in incredible physical shape. And I thought, it's not what I expected it to be. And we're going to compare these two atmospheres to church and what God wants church to be like. But 
Planet Fitness really caught my attention. So I, I want you to just simply hear uh, their mission statement. Here's how it goes. Enable all people to enhance their lives through an affordable, high-value, non-intimidating, judgment, judgmental-free fitness environment. And you know what? They did that. That was, by the way, the opposite of the Still Valley Barbell Club. If you weren't into it, we wanted you to feel really judged. And we really didn't, we really didn't want you in there. And then I, I looked at the, just, just their employees manual. This is what they want their employees uh, to act like. This is the mentality they want them to have. And just listen to this just little excerpt. Uh, Planet Fitness is the judgment-free zone, which means that we strive to create a community where anyone can feel comfortable. Our trainers are here to make sure that you feel confident in your workout, no matter what your goals are. And, and they were doing it. But then as I'm there my first day, I hear this big alarm go off and I see this light flashing. And I didn't know this thing existed, but it's called a lunk alarm. Take a look at the picture. This is the lunk alarm. And they coined this word. Here's a lunk, guys. Uh, a lunk is someone who grunts, drops weights, or judges. Then they use it in a sentence. Uh, Ricky is slamming his weights, wearing a bodybuilding tank top. That means it goes down to your waist. And drinking out of a gallon jug. What a lunk. And that alarm goes off if someone cusses. It goes off uh, if someone drops a weight, if someone's grunting. And I'm telling you, they created an atmosphere that was amazing. And we had already, as a church, created that atmosphere here. But just to see it in that, that in the gym realm and then to compare it to the Still Valley Barbell Club, which was what I knew and understood, I was amazed because they were, Planet Fitness is pulling some biblical principles in. And I just want to talk to you about church and uh, what we're doing and why we do it. And I want to thank our volunteers. I want to thank our host teams and all of our connect group leaders. Guys, you're doing exactly what God wants done. So here's my big idea for this lesson. And this is what believers has become. And it goes like this. Everybody is welcome in God's body. And that's the atmosphere that we have created here, believers. God's body is the local church, and we want people to just feel like they're welcome. And the idea is we're not going to compromise. We're not going to compromise anything at all, but we want people to be able to walk in. We want people to be able to feel comfortable when they're here. So when we first started believers, it was more like the Still Valley Barbell Club. And here's what I mean. If someone walked in that didn't know anything about God, they would feel lost. Even from the way I taught, I spoke Christianese very fluently. And if you don't know what that is, Christianese is when you talk about different parts of the Bible uh, and you act as if everybody knows exactly what they are. And so you're sharing uh, words and making statements. And people that don't know their Bibles, they're lost and they feel pushed away. They, they feel barriers go up. And I remember God dealing with me, and this was tough for me, but I remember God dealing with me and saying, Joe, Joe, you can be very spiritual. You can teach very spiritual truths, but you can put it into everyday language. And I remember God dealing with me about that. And then I remember him dealing with me about our lobbies and the atmosphere that we set. And we began to make those changes many years ago. And it has been amazing to watch what God has done in people's lives. Now, oftentimes, 
when you're conscious of who's out here, some people might say you're compromising, just like they might say Planet Fitness. You know, that's not for a true athlete, but go there sometimes. There are incredible athletes there. And, 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 and it's the same with a church. The idea is you don't want to push someone out before God can get a hold of them. And so that's why we say everybody is welcome in God's body. And I thought this would be a great time, just an absolutely great time to talk about three of my favorite Believer's Church core values and just exhort a little bit on these values. And then when we get near the end, I'm going to show you one of the tactics of the enemy that he's using on each and every one of us. And I just want to help you to see what he's trying to do in all of our lives so we can avoid that. But here's one of my favorite um, core values. It goes like this. We build bridges, not barriers. And you know what? It's Still Valley Barbell Club. We built some barriers and we did it on purpose. And early believers, I don't know that I even knew I was doing it, but just by the way I taught, if you weren't connected with God, you wouldn't feel comfortable. And so here we've learned that we can build bridges so that people can come, feel comfortable, and then God can take them where God wants them to be. And so believers, I want to say Borman and Warren, I want to say in our traditional campus that's doing a connect group already, we are, we are doing that very thing. So I want to thank you for it. Here, here's another really favorite core value, and it goes like this. We are married to the message not the method. The message is the Bible. And you never compromise the truth. You may put it into everyday English. You may make sure you say it the way Jesus would say it, but we never compromise the truth. That's the message. We're married to that, but we're not married to the method. And the methods will continue to change as culture changes. And oftentimes I help other pastors whose churches are dying and they'll come and they'll say, hey, what can I do? You guys have young people here at Believers and you're growing. What am I doing wrong? And, and I tell them, you have to change a couple of your methods. And, and it's amazing what God can do if they change some methods. Not compromise, just change the way you do some things so that you're relevant to the culture you're in. But we never compromise the message because the message is amazing. Now, can we all agree as we grow older, we become a little less flexible, right? Um, I am so, so unflexible, especially compared to when I was in my 20s and 30s. And I think that happens to us spiritually too, guys, where we become just a little bit stiff and we begin to get some attitudes like, this is the way we always did it, and this is the way we're going to do it. And what we have to ask as the church and as individual Christians, is it the method or is it the message? If it's the message, keep doing it. But if it's the method, you want to change. And I found this woman. She's amazing. You guys may want to check this out. You can Google her. Her name's Marjorie Owens. And guys, take a look at this. She's 90 years old, and she can do splits. She can do splits. I couldn't do splits when I was 20. And, and, and this is amazing. Here's what she said. She said, I stretch about 10 minutes per day. And I want to encourage all of us to keep stretching spiritually and realize, hey, we're, we're, we're married to the message, not the method. And then here's my favorite of all core values. And it goes like this. No perfect people are allowed here at 
Believers Church. And when we launched our Borman campus, that was the ad campaign that we used on billboards. We had it at the Canfield Fair. And it was amazing how that drew people into the door. And every now and then you have somebody complain, what do you mean no perfect people allowed? Uh, are you saying people don't have to be spiritual? It's like, no, we're not saying that at all. What we're saying is this, guys, and I want you to think about it. If we compare ourselves to others, we're going to be above some other people, right? But if we compare ourselves to Jesus, we're going to find out that we are not at the standard that we want to be, and we'll never really get there. I realize that if we accepted Jesus, that we're righteous and holy and blameless in him, but I'm talking about our lifestyle, our everyday living. None of us will ever reach perfection. But you know what, guys? God says, I love you right where you're at. But I love this next saying. It connects with a, this, this beautiful core value, no perfect people allowed. I heard my son Joe say this, and it just stuck with me. I fell in love with it. And it goes like this. God loves you right where you are, but too much to let you stay there. And so what we're talking about, guys, is that God wants to take all of us up to the next level. We have to always teach the truth and teach what the Bible says. We can do it in a non-Christianese way, but the heart of God is for a church to be welcoming, like Planet Fitness, and not have barriers like the Still Valley Barbell Club. And God wants to keep taking all of us to the next level. So again, I want to thank our connect group leaders, our hosts, guys, all our volunteers. You're doing exactly what needs to be done. Thank you for doing it. And I want to show you a verse that's just mind-blowing to me. It's changed and impacted my prayer life. I remember years ago when I saw it, and many of you know it, I hope to take all of us up to the next level with this verse. And it's really cool. It's going to be Philippians 2. And in verse 12, is fascinating. Uh, because if you read it by itself, you're not going to get any impact. But when you read verse 13, it's amazing. Listen to Philippians 2.12. Dearest friends, when I was there with you, you were always so careful to follow my instructions. And now that I'm away, you must be even more careful to do the things that result from being saved. So he's saying, live like a Christian, right? And he gave them instructions. We'll see what they are in a moment. It goes on to say, obeying God with deep reverence shrinking back from all that might displease him. And, you know, as we walk this walk and we become a disciple of Jesus, he's going to turn the lights on and show some areas where we need to change. So he's saying, obey what Jesus said, live like a Christian, shrink back from something that's not Christian. But then he tells us how it's going to happen. That's verse 13. Listen to this. For God is at work within you, helping you want to obey him, and then helping you do what he wants. And I absolutely love this scripture. And this scripture is life-changing. And it, it changed my very prayer life because here's what it's saying, that God literally places desires in us to live the right way. And then he gives us grace to help us live that right way out. So um, I have these prayer cards I developed, and there's the acrostic remodel. And I'll, I'll pray this over you guys. I'll say, Father, everyone that calls believers their home church, I'm praying for them right now. R stands for rescue them from evil. So I'll pray like, Lord, any chains of bondage. And I just go on and on, deliver your dear people from believers from that. And then I pray the E, the first E is 
man, you're loving them. And I say, God, show them the height, the breadth, the width of your love. Then I get to the M, which means more boldness. And I say, Lord, give them boldness to step on the water, do whatever you're asking them to do, to step out, to obey the Holy Spirit. And Lord, give them boldness to share their faith and invite people to church. So you're being prayed like that all the time. But then the O stands for open up their eyes. And I'll pray, Lord, open up their spiritual eyes. Give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Let them know you more intimately. And I say, open up their eyes so that they can know and understand the truth. But then I come to the letter D. Do you know what that stands for? Deepen their desires. And I love praying this, especially if someone's not walking with God, but I pray for all of us. And I say, Lord, and it's based out of Philippians 12, right here, verse 13. And I say, Lord, I ask you to deepen their desires. I ask you to place desires in them to live for you, to love you, to want to fulfill your will. And guys, that's how you can pray for your mates. You can pray for your kids that way. You can pray for your parents that way, your your friends, your loved ones. And it's amazing to watch what God does. But God literally comes in us and gives us the ability to go to the next level. So here's here's why I shared all that. I know that if I teach the Bible, I know that if people come into worship and they're in this incredible worship environment, I know that if they have loving people out in those lobbies saying hello to them, I know that God will get a hold of them and change them. And I love to hear those testimonies. Guys, here's the heart of God. God wants to turn all of us into disciples. He's going to do it, but we have to make sure everybody is welcome in God's body so God has a chance to get a hold of them. Let me, let me read something that Jesus said, guys. This is Matthew 20, 28, verses 18 and 19. He told his disciples, I've given you all authority. This is just before he goes to heaven, uh, uh, in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples in all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And we're doing that here at Believer's Church, guys. Making disciples. God's doing it in your life. He's doing it. You guys, you may not see it, but you're growing. Listen to the next verse. And teach these uh, new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. Remember, Paul said, I gave you instruction. It's just what Jesus asked us to do. And then he says, and be sure of this, that I am with you always, even to the end of the world. So even during the coronavirus, guess who's with us? Jesus, he's with you and he is not going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you and he's going to grow you. So that's why at Believer's Church, man, we say no perfect people allowed because we know God's going to grow us. He's going to take us to the next level. That's why we don't want barriers, but we want to build bridges. That's why. That's why we're married to the message and not the method. And guys, again, you're doing an incredible job with all of that. But let me tell you something I've noticed. We have an enemy, and I don't know how he does it, his little helpers, but they have the ability to put negative thoughts in our mind and temptations, and they they do it all the time. And they like to do two things to every believer. So you can have a church like Believers and other great churches in our valley where we have a great atmosphere, guys, where people come in and they don't feel judged. It's a non-judgment zone, but we're teaching truth and God's growing and changing people. You can have everything just right, but guess what God's, or guess what the enemy is going to do in, in our lives? He's going to bring two things against us and try to get us to walk away from God and walk away from church. That's what he's trying to do in every one of our lives. And here's the first thing that he loves to do, guys. 
It's called shame. And he wants to bring you to a place of shame. And I told a story a long time ago. I haven't told it for quite a while, but I don't know, 10 years ago or so, I was out of state and I bought a membership for one day to go in a gym and work out. And I was doing cardio and I had every intention of going to work out with dumbbells, do some curls and some, you know, shoulder lifts and things like that. And I'm doing so well on the, on, on the cardio, the treadmill. I feel so good. But then two, two ladies walk in, two girls, probably in their late 20s, and they have muscles coming out of their muscles. They, I could tell they were bodybuilding. And I could tell they were on the juice, too, because uh, they were on a growth hormone because what happens is your chin grows. It gets square, and it goes down longer, and then it comes across. And their chins were pretty big. So it kind of disfigures your face a little. But their biceps were amazing. Their muscles were amazing. And I thought, oh, man, because I could tell they, they were going to outlift me, you know. And then they go over to the dumbbells, and they pick up 50-pound dumbbells, one in each hand. That's really a lot of weight. That's 100 pounds. And they're like 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, not real big. And they begin to do curls with 50-pound dumbbells. And you know what I was using at that time in my life? 25-pound dumbbells. You heard it right. And I, and, and I finished with that cardio, and I thought, I can't go stand next to them in the mirror and pick up 25. And, and they're using 50-pounders. So in shame, I walked out. I do want to tell you, that today I wouldn't feel any shame. I get over there with my 25s and just have a good time because I've learned some things about the enemy. I've learned some things about shame. And God does that, or the devil, excuse me, the devil does that with people in church. And he tries to make you feel shame for anything you've failed in, anything you may, maybe mistake you made, what you did yesterday, what you did last week. And if he can shame you, he can push you away from God. And that's what he tries to do. I love what uh, Sh Sherry Alberts, a life coach, I love what she says. She says this, what we have called failure, we must now call practice. And this thought, it's in the Bible, but it changed my life when I first heard it, because that's a big difference. That's a big difference. Instead of calling something a failure to call it practice, and we're not saying sin's not sin, but what we're saying is, hey, I'm going to get up and I'm going to learn from this, and I'm going to go forward. And that takes shame away from us because all of a sudden we realize, you know what? I'm not even going to say I failed. I slipped. And I'm going to get back up, and I'm going to begin to go, and I'm going to ask myself, what can I learn from this? This is practice of you and I becoming a disciple of Christ at a higher level, and it takes shame away. Listen to how the Bible says this. This is Proverbs 24, verse 16. Good people might fall again and again, but they always get up. It is the wicked who are defeated by their troubles. And God's just saying, man, see it as practice. Keep getting up. Don't allow the enemy to bring this thing called shame into your life. And then this other thing is like a sister to it. They're close, but they're different. And we're going to just call it hypocrisy, right? And man, the enemy loves to bring hypocrisy uh, into our lives. And he wants us to think other people are hypocrites. But more than that, he wants to make us feel like we're a hypocrite because we're not perfect. And we know all the mistakes that we made. I remember when I was a young Christian, God dealt with me really strongly in my heart. He dealt with me to stop watching TV. So I accepted Christ at 19. I was very sinful. And 
He, I just remember him dealing with me, stop watching TV and going to movies. And, and, and he said, I'll let you know when you can, you can begin. And it, it's not like I heard him here, but I just knew he'll let me know when I'm released. I ended up doing it for three years. But guys, I needed it. I needed a rest from the world so God could clean me out and clean me up. But here's what happened. I assumed because God said for me to do that, I assumed that it was a sin and that's why I shouldn't do it. And I assumed anyone that watched TV was sinning. And I remember uh, I was judging everybody, but I was sitting in church one day and I heard my pastor at the time talk about a TV show he watched or a movie he saw. And I just was like, you hypocrite. How can you do that? That's wrong. And here's what I want to say to you guys and say to all of us. There's some things that are we know are sin, like thou shalt not murder. Can we agree that none of us should do that, right? There's a few things like that. But, you know, some things make some of us stumble, and they don't make others stumble. And God wants us to come to the place where we don't judge people and begin to say they're a hypocrite, they're a hypocrite, because, guys, we're all growing, right? But here's where I really want to go with this. You ready? You can't make the enemy or allow the enemy to make you feel like you're hypocritical just because you've stumbled, just because you're not doing everything just perfect. And his goal is to push you away from God. So there's this really cool scripture and we see our enemy for who he is. This is a future event, hasn't happened yet, but let's take a look at it. Revelations 12 and verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has happened at last. God's salvation and the power and the rule and the authority of his Christ are finally here. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down from heaven onto earth. He accused them day and night before our God. This is happening not only up there, it's happening here. His little imps are trying to put thoughts in our mind and accusing us and trying to tell us you messed up here and you messed up there. But this is powerful. First of all, I want you to think about what's happening right now. The enemy goes up before God the Father and says, did you see what Joe did yesterday? Did you see how he stumbled? You see, and you see what he did? See what Bob did? You see what Terry did? You see what Mary did? And he's just, he's just accusing us. And here's what God does. We just had the Lord's Supper, right? So we, we see it now really clear. Here's what God does. He takes a little of the blood and he says, hey, they're washed in the blood. They're washed in the blood. And Jesus took their punishment. Jesus took their shame. So it never works, but he's just, insane. He just keeps trying to accuse. But then he has his little imps telling us and putting thoughts in our mind, man, you are a hypocrite. Look at what's going on in your life. And then we might judge other people the same way. And I thought this next scripture would be so powerful to close on, guys. Listen to this, Romans 8 and verse 1. The Amplified did an amazing job with it. Therefore, there is now no condemnation no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as personal Lord and Savior. They just made it really simple. And guys, there's no condemning sentence against us. Jesus took that. And there's no reason for you to ever feel shame. There's no reason for you to ever feel like a hypocrite. There's every reason for us to get back up and say, that was practice, but I'm going to keep following Jesus. And that changes everything. So even in a church where we set this atmosphere, where everybody is welcome in God's body, even in a church like ours and other great churches like, like ours, guys, the enemy's still going to be playing with your heads. And I'm 
just wanting to exhort you right now that you are worthy, not because of what you're doing, but because of what Jesus did. And guess what? God wants to get in your heart, start to release some desires. And we're praying for you that way. You need to begin to pray that way for yourself and others and just say, God, place your desires in me. God, give me strength so that I can do what you created for me to do. Guys, I want to pray with all, all the Christians that are listening. Can we pray right now? Father, I did my best to bring out this part of the word of God. And I thank you for every person listening today, Lord, every, every single one. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. It's, I mean, we're, we're all separated by distance, but the Holy Spirit's in every one of us and he's speaking to our hearts. And Lord, I just pray that you would lift condemnation just off of anybody that has it. We thank you, Lord, that there's no shame in, 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 in our lives and there's no uh, feeling of hypocrisy, Lord. And we just thank you that Jesus took all of that. And Lord, I ask you to wash your people of shame and hypocrisy. And Lord, I ask you to energize them to do the things they know they should be doing. And I ask you to just flood them with grace to do those very things. God, thank you that you love us so much. You don't want us to stay where we're at. And Lord, I thank you for ministering life to each and every one of us. I want to just stay in that attitude of prayer for a few more moments. And hey, maybe you're listening. Maybe you're not a Christian. We had a cool thing happen last week where someone accepted Christ. And then if you're at believers.cc, you can literally raise your hand on that page and say, hey, I accepted Christ. So, and, and I know there's people that don't let us know. But I want to speak to those that are listening. And I know tons of people are listening. And guys, thank you for sharing and sending it to friends. But maybe you're listening and you're not sure of your forever, your eternity. Jesus paid that price. He died so you can live. And he said, whoever calls on my name, I will save them. I'll save them. And he says, I'll give them the gift of eternal life. And he says, all we have to do is believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we will become a Christian, will be saved. And so if you're listening, you say, hey, I'm not sure if I am. I want to say to you that you're probably not. So right now, I'm not asking you to join a church or a religion. I'm not asking you if you grew up in church, you didn't grow up in church. I'm not asking you if you were water baptized as a baby or an adult, or if you weren't. Here's what I'm asking. What have you done with Jesus? He said, if you call on my name, I will save you. I will save you. And if you say, I'm ready to do that, would you pray with me right now? And just say this prayer right after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I was born sin-stained and I need a Savior. This day, I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe that you died and God raised you from the dead. I believe you're Lord of Lords. I believe you're the Savior of all the world. I receive you as my Savior, and I call you Lord. And I make a decision this day to follow you. Amen. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc 
or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast. Thank you.